Take a Ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I have the wingman running the three, LT the Sage. How you doing today, brother? Doing good, brother. Glad to see games are back and glad to see basketball is back. I've been missing it. I haven't had things to watch at night lately, so good to see him back. Yeah, it's definitely good to see um, the half games back on today. And, um, you know, if you guys haven't, check out newlifefantasy.com. Join the mailing list. Join as a member. Helps our uh, site to continue to grow. If you guys haven't subscribed to Take a Ride podcast, make sure you do. If you have iTunes, make sure you give a five-star rating, write a review. Um, We're available on pretty much all podcast formats, including Google, Stitcher, Spotify. And check out the YouTube channel, Sub-Zero, that subscribe button. Uh, hit the bell, comment below, and give us a thumbs up. Uh, again, it just helps us to continue to grow the brand uh, as we're doing at a fast pace. Um, so in this episode in particular, we're just going to stay strictly to the games. Uh, we're not going to get through all of them. Uh, but we're going to have a shorter episode, just talk about some of the games, and then obviously some recent news to tie along with that. Uh, so with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. Uh, LT, I'll go ahead and pass you the ball there run that offense, man. All right, we're going to go over just a couple of notable players. The big news is Kyrie Irving, uh, I believe his shoulder is getting surgery done on it. Um, he is uh, basically uh, out for the season based on what I was reading. And I'm just going to go ahead and take an ISO on this one. Um, I've had Ky- I had Kyrie. Kyrie fell into my lap in multiple drafts this year. And it's been just a headache, like an absolute headache. And one of the main problems I have with this determination is that they could have done this about a couple months ago. I feel like they should have done this a couple of months ago. Why? Because there's no reason for Kyrie to play this season. Team was playing better without him, let's be honest. And there's they're, they're not winning anything this year without Durant on the floor. So why would you put Kyrie out there with a, with a limp shoulder? I believe it was. I believe it's a shoulder. And why would you put him in harm's way? Now he has to have surgery and um, he has, you know, a certain timetable to return. He'll be fine for next season. But if they would have done this, like, you know, maybe a couple months ago, us fantasy owners could have time or could have already found another replacement. We didn't have to try to hold on to Kyrie because, I mean, when he's back, he's good. Starks, this is frustrating for a lot of fantasy owners. How do you feel about this Kyrie news? Uh, it, it, this is unfortunate situation. Um, I will say this is like kind of what you said. It's like he came back. They dangled that carrot above your head thinking like, oh, yeah, it's cool. He's going to potentially come back, make the fantasy GMs and owners like yourself to feel a little bit more on the positive side of things. And I know the game, you know, prior before this had came up or surfaced up, I believe he missed 26 uh, games for the shoulder issue. And to hear this is unfortunate news. And I will say this, just to be honest, I was fading him. I said this earlier earlier in the season. I was fading away from Kyrie in all leagues because the usage rate that he was going to take, obviously, with uh, Kevin Durant being out the whole season, that's what I was concerned about. Uh, he was going to carry this team literally on his back. Uh, unfortunately, it came in vain. But like you kind of mentioned, unfortunately, they were winning games without him. Um, so in this case, I was just like... I wouldn't say I'm not surprised, but honestly, I'm not really surprised that this happened. If there is any surprise, I would say I am a little bit because it seems like they should have had him out longer. Um, But 
this is this is a tough blow for fantasy gems. And since this is a dynasty uh, driven podcast, we can still elaborate in the rest of the season and points leagues as well, too. But I'll say this in a dynasty format. Um, you could still buy him, uh, but I, I don't know if I'm going to do that. Uh, in a sense, because I know with him in particular, when it comes to Kyrie, when he's on the court, we know he's spectacular. He's a great, I mean, he's a top 12 player or better in fantasy. We get it, but it's always that risk uh, reward. And I'm a high risk taker in, in a lot of players or certain players, but sometimes, you know, the saying is what we like to say is no risk and no biscuit. And I think you're not going to get a biscuit with him, right? Um, but in a redraft on points leagues, yeah, unfortunately, <sighs> You gotta you gotta cut bait on him. It's it's tough. You know, you picked up a first round, early second round player in a redraft and points league, expecting him to give you that value, and it's just not there. Um, so I feel free the fantasy gems out there, the owners. Uh, you know, obviously I, I spoke about this in the last episode that uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he misses the rest of the season. And kind of going into debt today, it looks like it could be that case now uh, with the potential season injury. Uh, ending surgery but you know obviously like i mentioned on yesterday's episode when i went iso is karis lavert um spencer dinwiddie is what you would say lt dinwiddle is going to get all the opportunity in the world to shine uh another player that it, it, it feels gross to say is uh legends of the hidden temple shirley temple yes right garrett uh temple is going to get some opportunity on the court it's gross to say that but you got to pick him up potentially in a deeper format and that's where i'm at so i'll go ahead and pass you right back the ball on you know, moving on the offense there, brother. Absolutely. So after we look at Kyrie Irving, the next player that we're going to be talking about, as I'm showing the uh, listeners a list of injured players, is Damian Lillard. He came out and pretty much was his own uh, injury report, letting us know that he's going to be missing three to four games um, uh, for this groin injury. Um, I, 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 okay. Um, I, that's uh, that's something that's interesting to me because um, Starks, me and you talked about this, and this I, I foresaw this coming. He was on a rampant pace. He was playing a lot of minutes, uh, jacking up a lot of shots, pushing it, trying to win games. And then he had this groin injury. Groin injuries usually come from stress. So with him, uh, he needed to take some time off. And so I'm glad. But one of the things I want Damian Lillard to do for fantasy purposes and for GMs who have him in dynasty leagues, I want him to not try to win games on his own because we want him healthy. At the most of the most, the most important thing is his health um, at this point in time because I, I love Portland; they're my favorite team. But I don't think we're gonna win anything this year. So I get it; he's a competitor. We love that about him, you know that Mamba mentality. But hey, Damian, your health comes first because. Next year is probably going to be a better year for you guys. Um, hopefully can get healthy and make a run next year. But uh, Starks, this is kind of like a Kyrie situation with his health. How do you feel about Damian giving himself only three to four games extra time here? Um, Especially with this type of injury, it's a hamstring, right? Just to reiterate. Or uh, I think it's groin. It's groin. 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 I'm sorry. So groin. Um, so this is those obviously with the groin or if it's a groin strain, it's one of those things that you go got to always be uh, cautious of in particular. And, and for him to give him his own self time frame, I mean, that is also funny. But I will say this. What I appreciate, at least he comes out and say it, you know, and, and I believe, you know, when Lillard says something, it just seems to be true versus hearing reports from the team. Unfortunately, with the NBA, things are a little bit different now. You think a player is going to come back at a certain time but it's always like oh maybe we need to reevaluate the situation and or something was like a setback or he's questionable and you get that questionable tag every day every day 
every day, kind of like Carl Anthony Towns. I said jab at him, unfortunately. <laughs> so that's just something to look at. I don't think Lillard's the same guy in that situation. But I will say this. Obviously, we spoke about it earlier in the podcast or in a few episodes you know, we could talk about, you know, who picks up the vibe, you know, Gary Trent, uh, Anthony Simons. And actually Simons uh, had picked up a little bit slack here. One of the recent games that he played well. Simon but those, says. Yeah, it may be Alv, Alvin Simon Theodore, too. Uh, maybe not, but we could try that, too. But I'll say this. Um, Simons has been inconsistent a lot this season, but we will appreciate the game that he had, you know, recently. Mm-hmm. I was, I'll also want to tie up and say this. And as you already know, because, you know, Portland's your team, Lillard's your boy. And I will say this, Lillard, at the age of 29, getting closer around his 30 range, this is pretty much his ceiling. So um, he might have a little bit left. You know, obviously he was coming out on a burner before this injury happened as a top. He was like the number one player mm-hmm. overall. for like the whole month. And it was it's tough to just to see this happen, you know. And I, I also question, and I know – you know, we talk about the kind of segue often an ISO ran on, you know, use of Nurkic, for instance, right? So a lot of people put him on the IL, IR spot. And I was just like, you know what? I don't know if I am confident that he's going to come back the time frame that was mentioned to him. And look, and lo and behold, it's not the case. It looks like he's still, you know, we haven't seen him yet. And honestly, when he comes back on the court, if he comes back on the court, I don't foresee him getting a lot of minutes. They're going to be handling him with kid gloves. Mm-hmm. I really hope uh, Portland finds out to figure out what they can do with this team in particular. But um, like you said, I hope I hope Lillard is okay uh, in long way uh, on the long haul. But I'll pass you back the ball there, brother. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So um, appreciate that. Yeah, I just I want him to be healthy overall, and uh, hopefully, if he does come back, even if it's just three to four games, he's still able to produce at a high level. Um, I'm just gonna kind of shift through some of these injury players for the listeners to look at and know who you're. You know, if you're looking for backup players, you know who may be available early. Uh, I have Eric Gordon is also still out for uh, Houston. Clint Capella has yet to make his debut for the Hawks. And uh, we really want to see how John Collins and Clint Capella work together in tandem. Or if Dwayne Dedman, uh, if they do some type of, <laughs> uh, they probably won't. Um, uh, Lori Mark, Lori Marketing looks like has a pelvis injury. He's been out. Um, they don't have a timetable. Uh, so she's it's four to six weeks. Um, so um, we're, we're coming in on the fourth week of that six weeks. Then Otto Porter Jr. is close. Uh, but no cigar. He's been on, uh, looks like, six straight games before the break. Um, Wendell Carter, man, Chicago is just, <sighs> Chicago's been just ravished with injuries. Wendell Carter Jr., Chris Dunn. If you're looking for some uh, some players in the waiver wire, look for Chicago. Probably has a lot of availability there. Um, homes on Homes. Um, he's ready to get back out there, so hopefully he's close to making a return. Um, oh, I do want to see Jonathan Isaac here. Uh oh, so this they're showing Jonathan Isaac is set to miss the remainder of the season. Um, so there that's what it's looking like. So uh you hate to see it. He was having a crazy year, Stark Starks. I, real quick, um, how do you feel about uh Isaac missing the rest of the season, man? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a surprise with Isaac Newton because Orlando, you know, it's just <laughs> it's a situation that's just not fun to see, but it only makes sense. Every person that I wrote up, obviously, on newlifefantasy.com, it's like I put the, the bad juju on them. 
and I wrote the article on Victor Oladipo. And honestly, let me say this just to go ISO back on Dippo. I hope that he doesn't get injured because I wrote an article on him because they it's no limit soldiers for him, right? And if you're not familiar with Master P, there's no limit minutes for him, right? The minute restriction is gone. So that's where Victor Oladipo is. And uh, I hopefully he, he'll be okay. But as far as Jonathan Isaac is concerned, uh, in the dynasty format, I would try to buy him. Oh, yeah, I would definitely buy him. People may forget, may slightly forget what he's done this year. So for sure. Um, but that is all as far as those injury players are concerned. And uh, Starks, unless if you have something you wanted to go over or wanted to mention, I was going to go ahead and start on those games. Go for it. All right. All right. So first game I'm going to touch on is a game that I was actually monitoring while I was on the treadmill earlier, or I'm sorry, the bike. And that was Milwaukee versus the Pistons. Milwaukee just destroys the Pistons in this game. Um, <laughs> it was it was ugly. I mean, completely ugly. Uh, we had um, Giannis with 13 for 23, 7 for 11 from the free throw line, 16 rebounds, Four assists, three steals, and 33 points. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is his first game back, by the way. He's already performing at a high level. And Malcolm in the middle, uh, he's, he performed at a high level too. 11 for 18, four for five threes, two free throws, seven, I mean, eight rebounds, three assists, and one steal for 28 points. And uh, the, rest of the, uh, the rest of the guys also did good. Wesley Matthews is cooling off a little bit with Starks. Anything on this back end do you see for Dynasty listeners out there? No, as far as Dante DiVincenzo, he's a guy that has been on the streams article on waiver wires for quite some time. I mean, he deserves to be uh, looked at. But I want to say this, actually. Uh, Chris Middleton, you know, I know that a lot of people just kind of was just like, I don't believe that he's going to be the player that he once was. And, and I've been saying this year, I was like, he's going to be a bounce back candidate. And lo and behold, he has. He was ranked 63 last year. Uh, currently this year, he's ranked 21, believe it or not. So he's given that um, back end to early third round value, which is crazy um, in a sense. And the last game, uh, I mean, even this, I'm sorry, not even the last game, but this game in particular, it just he's just going under the radar. And what I like about players like this, he's not the sexiest name, but he's a solid producer and he gives you those solid stats. The 28 points, very efficient tonight, hits you the four snipes. Um, Eric Bledsoe did all right, but there's nothing else I really want to touch up here. We can go to the Detroit side. Okay, perfect, perfect. On to Detroit and Duambuya making a, a making a uh, appearance here in the starting lineup again. I want him to continue to hopefully get these type of minutes. If you went ahead and picked them up in the waiver wires earlier when he was actually doing really well, he was hot for a while, cooled off as as you would imagine. But um, he had three for eight, two snipes, thirty three minutes is the main thing I like to see. Um, with eight points and uh, looks like we're having ourselves the wood versus Thon Maker battle. And uh, <laughs> I knew I was going to get a head sh a shake in my head from Starks when looking at this Thon Maker with 18 minutes starting minute uh, start started. But for some odd reason, Christian Wood ended up with 27 minutes coming off the bench. But Target. but but. He had a very good game, nevertheless. Sure 27 minutes, 9 for 10. Woo. A big man that can hit charity stripes. You love to see it. 11 rebounds, four tone runners. But you take that. One steal, one block. 
was in foul trouble tonight, but still produced double doubles. Starks, this is your guy. How how frustrating is it to see this guy coming off the bench when he should be putting up thirty plus minutes a night? Hot man, I'm really hot. Oh man, we had some technical difficulties. I'm just gonna go ahead and finish this episode for you uh, guys. There, LT was having some issues. He probably just made me frustrated and upset with the Christian Wood mentioned uh, not starting, which he didn't start. So I'm gonna go ahead and finish this rant. I'm tired of Detroit playing these games, and it's like I figured that this potentially might happen. I mentioned earlier in the podcast we we should not be surprised if they want to play with our emotions, play with our feelings to see if Christian Wood doesn't continue to start. Lo and behold, he didn't start. He got more minutes, of course. And guess what? Off the bench, more than Thonmaker, he had the most points on the team. But guess what? They just decided to have him come off the bench. Detroit lost. We'll go ahead and move forward. Won't hold too much time on that. We've already, did we talk? Can't even remember. We've had some issues here. Well, the Miami-Atlanta game, um, Kendrick Nunn started out hot, started to fade away pretty fast. He had foul trouble, five fouls. Atlanta actually beat Miami 129-124. to 124. Good Lord. Trey Young had a monster game. He dropped the 50-point burger on them. Uh, 18 for 19 at the charity stripe. Eight three-pointers, dead man walking, did not do good this game. He had eight rebounds uh, starting this game. John Collins did all right, um, actually with the two steals and three blocks. Cam Reddish is starting to get the solid minutes. You like to see that in a dynasty format, 36 minutes, 16 points, two steals, and two blocks. Uh, Herter, uh, Kevin Herter is looking pretty good getting all these minutes that he can handle. Uh, DeAndre Hunter didn't do too bad either. Miami, going back to Miami side, the Dragon uh, did well. Bam out of bio, man. This guy's the real deal. If you guys didn't know already, Jimmy Butler did. It had an inefficient game. Let's go ahead and go to the Charlotte side. My 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 boy here, years, I've been waiting for this year, and maybe things could be get better for him. Malik Monk off the bench, 25 points, six rebounds, three assists. Guess what? Nine for nine at the charity stripe. He's getting at the foul line, ladies and gentlemen. This is what's helped him to advance in his fantasy game. Not just that, but honestly, his NBA career, maybe he can resurrect his career coming from uh, Kentucky. It's just like this is the guy that I expected to be like this. A f- you know, a few years ago, um, but maybe there's a chance now that he can uh, provide this these stats that I've been waiting for, you know, and if this continues, he's going to drop a 40 point game. It's just a matter of time. Miles Bridges had a good game. Um, guys need to make sure you, well, he was inefficient nine for 23, but you want to make sure you remember that uh, Bridges was mentioned into our new article on newlifefantasy.com. So make sure you check that out with the uh, Miles and Mikhail, Mikhail Bridges on there. Terry Rozier, he didn't take a lot of shots. Weird. Devontae Graham just missed everything. He, he couldn't find the bottom of the barrel or bottom of the barn or however you say that saying. 0 for 7. Uh, seven assists, two steals. If this is a buy low moment, it is a buy low moment at its best. But going back to Juices Orange on Malik Monk, if you have him in a dynasty format, uh, you're feeling pretty good because I think there's going to be brighter days for him to come, uh, coming off the bench, or even if he doesn't come off, or if he starts or comes off the bench, whatever. Coming on to the Chicago side, Daniel Gafford comes back, did okay off the bench. Uh, Kobe White, I know a lot of people are like, oh, so Chris Dunn is out for this many weeks. Is he going to be the beneficiary to get some solid production? Yeah, him and Thomas uh, Sadoransky, but Sato is the preferable option, in my opinion. 
Uh, Thaddeus Young had a good game. Uh, Zach Levine shot poorly this game, but you definitely like the three steals that he provided. Uh, I'm not going to touch up on every game because there's still games going on. Um, I will touch up just a tad bit on the Philadelphia and Brooklyn game. This game is going into overtime. Philadelphia is up 110 to 104. Anything can happen. Karis LeVert, just like we were talking about earlier in this episode before LT, uh, must have got benched because he uh, he fouled out this in this episode, so I, he needed to be benched, uh, unfortunately. So Karis LeVert had a good game, inefficient, 9 for 28. Obviously, he's, the, the stats are going to probably change here momentarily. Dinwiddie, um, him and Dinwiddie's going to be uh, the people here. And just like I mentioned, Garrett Temple, Legends of the Hidden Temple, um, he's getting the minutes, didn't too, do too good this game. Jumping on Philadelphia's side. Uh, we know that Al Horford's been coming off the bench here recently. 18 minutes. This is is this uh, a situation where regression is happening? Could be Glenn Robinson the third started. He didn't do too much in this game. Uh, Joel Embiid had an excellent game. Josh Richardson is back. Didn't do too well. Matisse Thybul just ugh. Tobias Harris did well. Uh, and then we'll just get into. I think that's really it. Yeah, that's that's really it. I just want to at least give you guys the last bit of content there uh, before LT wasn't able to finish. Like I said, he fouled out <laughs> supposedly in this episode. So you guys, um, I guess the clutch shot I will take is um, kind of just dive real quick in Sacramento game, even though it's like going close to halftime. Bagley, you, you know, you get that information. He's going to be out for a little while. It's unfortunate. Um, for Sacramento with him in particular, I don't want to, there's nothing else really for me to say other than Nemanja Bielitsa is still the guy you got to have on your team. So, uh, listeners appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if you haven't checked out newlifefantasy.com, make sure you do and, uh, join the mailing list again, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. We didn't have the rest of this, uh, episode on YouTube channel because LT, uh, runs that offense. And unfortunately, uh, he didn't do it for us. So you guys, with that being said, God bless you. Have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.